small talk the podcast where i janine ramirez get over my insecurities and fear of small talk through deep talk with fascinating people and today's fascinating person is an extraordinary chef with a rich culinary journey that has taken her <laughs> from various cities in france to her current base in madrid sinagad viento yay Thanks. thank you so much <laughs> for doing this randomly with me sinag <laughs> How are you? Day. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's my rest day, so I'm resting. By this doing is this others, is rest. So hopefully this is stuff. yeah. This is fun. Hopefully and like a just a bright spot and a random thing for your yeah. rest day. Yes. So I've known of Sinag for years because her moms are friends, but I just met her in person like last month in Madrid. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, right? <laughs> And it was fun. So she brought me to this neighborhood Italian bar because her husband's Italian in Madrid. And everyone knew her there and her dog. And after that fun drunken night, I was like, she should be interviewed. And I shall start that that trend of interviewing Sinag and her spontaneousness. So... Just, I mean, you told this to me now when we met, but yeah. for anyone, if anyone's like, hi, anyone Tita, who cares. hi, mom. <laughs> send this to my mom. Send this, send this to our mom. So, like, if you could just give us a brief overview of the cities where you yeah. lived and work through your culinary journey. Yeah, so I started out in Paris because, well, I, I took culinary school in Enderon and, well, they sent me there for my internship and I stayed eventually a little bit more. So I was there for a year. After that, I went back to Manila and then I went to Italy because I got married. <laughs> and, then, and then after I went back to France, but this time I went to Lyon. I stayed there for two years and then I went to, in the middle of nowhere, in the Camargue region <laughs> for a bit. To work in a Tumishanta restaurant, like your usual, middle of nowhere, you wake up at 5 in the morning because you have to pick up herbs oh or like flowers that bloom at a certain time with a certain night. Harvest. You harvest <laughs> stuff. And then after I went to the Alps to a winter season, and then I went to the Côte d'Azur, so I stayed in Antibes for like two years. And then after that, I moved to to work in Monaco. I just obviously I wasn't living in Monaco. I was living right to the city next door. But I was in Monaco for I think like three, almost four years. And then I got super burnt out, so I left we left France with my husband. We went to the Canary Islands. His parents are living there, so we stayed there during COVID. And then well obviously after COVID there was nothing. So we were like, let's go to Madrid. And we did. And that's hey, it. I'm here. Closer to me. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's- Ang dame. Okay, that's like a lot of yeah. places. And I was gonna go to this topic a little later on, but I wanna like touch on it now because now you mentioned so many places. It's like one of the things that struck me when we spoke was that you seem very like assertive and sure of yourself. So did you have that ever since? Or did you kind of learn that as you lived in so many different cities? Yeah, I, I, I've always been like this. I've always been like super, you know, intense, um, fiery, super random. Spontane. I've always been like this since I was a kid. Um, my mom would always tell me that I was super nginga skugon, like, you know, <laughs> all the time. But I think more than you mentioned that I have to learn it, actually what I had to do was unlearn it. 
Oh wow. When I got to especially when I got to France because it was kind of forced upon me because obviously I couldn't speak French right away. I learned, you know, I learned, you know, on the terrain and it didn't come right away because it's it's hard obviously. Hmm. So I guess I kind of got forced into being silenced. <laughs> wow. Or suppressing that part of me that yeah. you know I always was straightforward. I always had I never had a problem speaking up or, you know, voicing my opinion. But when I was there, because the fact that, okay, I couldn't say everything that I wanted to say, no one would give a shit or understand me. So I kind of had to unlearn that part of me. But is it because you, because of the language, like the limitations of you learning a new language, or was it the culture? A lot of it was a combination of language and culture. Of course, they also had um, like a like a stigma. Oh, you're one. You're a woman. You're small. You're Asian. I mean, like, why are you so loud? <laughs> so, so yeah. So I had to kind of not really, parang fall into the place that they put me. But I think kind of just gear myself up yeah um and i guess learning to choose my battles also in terms of right verbal conflict <laughs> right and i feel like parang we're we have our our skills and abilities but as we grow up i guess we learn when yeah. to channel it right like okay when should i channel the demure me that will yeah. let you speak and when am yes. i gonna channel this i'm gonna fight yeah. you for but this so, you know? but so many times like i remember i'd come home and i'm like school girl like crying because i had so many things to say and i had all this oh, no. energy and i couldn't express it and i couldn't you know like if I get into a situation that I felt like I wanted to fight with someone, no. <laughs> okay, let's not use not fight. Not fight, but yeah. But let's say defend myself. Express yourself. Or, or yeah, express defend. myself, confront somebody, or yeah, defend myself overall. I'd be in a very difficult situation, for example, that I'd be put on a spot that I would seem that I was mistaken, but I'm not. But I couldn't express myself. I'd get home and I'd, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd just cry in frustration because I not Yeah. So, and then and that's I'd important. Have, like, yeah, and mentally, I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I said this? And then, of course, like, the language comes, like, way after. So, like, an hour after, I'm thinking, like, oh my gosh, I could have said this. But, you know, when you're so emotional and you're in a position where you have to defend yourself or to argue, I mean, language comes so hard. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Sometimes there's, like, yeah. I, I know these words, but yeah. because I'm so, like, tense or stressed, they're yeah. just not coming out. Yeah. But you mentioned the para, okay, like, small little, you know, Asian woman. Do you find that the expectations for women are different in the different places that you've worked and studied? Like, let's well, say, yeah. in the Philippines versus France and now in, in Spain? Yeah. Well, already in the Philippines, per se, I think we really have a messed up view on how women should be, act up, etc. <laughs> Everything. I think nobody needs an introduction to that. But of course, when you know, when you get, when I got to France, there was a little bit of that, but less. But I guess the fact that I couldn't assert myself, you know, verbally, I really had to work extra hard to show that my work, you know, my work spoke hmm. for itself. Um, 
but yeah, there was a little bit of a stigma, and also like a lot of the times when eventually my French got really good, and I would, you know, I started to dream in French, and so that that lag between, you know, you verbalizing like to yeah yeah your thought to to what you know the words coming out of your mouth you know got shorter and shorter yeah. and shorter and shorter. Oh, I love and, that. Yeah, and so then people would be like surprised because they didn't expect this much coming out of my mouth (laughs) 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 so or yeah so basically i remember like one time this this was so clear um i was in a room full of men well in the kitchen and they were all talking about some girl's ass you know in French, obviously. And because, yeah. you know, they've been around me for so long. Um, I'm like one of the boys, so they speak freely like that. You know, the kitchen's just dirty talk the whole day. Just like... And so, you know, I said like, dude, like, just, can you just stop talking like that? That's so, like, disrespectful, disturbing, or whatever. And then they're like, and in French, huh? and they're like, and you see now, don't you think that when you bend over to get like a tray from the floor you don't think that we look at your ass oh my gosh and then like it came like that and you when you bend over don't you think i try to look at the balls in between of your legs and guess what mine are bigger whoa instant like that and like everyone was just like quiet for for a moment and i realized that i said that without any pause and everyone was just like quiet and then they were like why why would you say that? And then eventually people started laughing and they were like, Yeah, she's right, she's right, you know, like Oh, good you know. for you for saying that. I love yeah, it when women stand my, up for women. Good for my brain. Yeah, good for your brain. <laughs> and I love it also when, when men stand up for women. But like I I remember you told me a story about when you were you went not to Spain, you're in Madrid. Yes. And then Biglang they ex they treated you differently and expected yeah. you to speak yeah. up. So in, in France, because, you know, in the kitchen, in, especially in France, it's a very male-dominated um, industry and it would be just physically more difficult and it would just be more difficult also to rise up the, the ranks. So I always had this, when I was already in a bit more higher-up position, I always had like an imposter syndrome. I always felt like I needed to prove myself that you know, okay, am I really here? Or maybe, you know, they're gonna rip, you know, they're gonna see that I'm not doing so well, so I have to work extra hard. And I think us women in ki- in the kitchen work harder than the men do because we always feel like yeah. we need to compensate for something. But more so, especially in France. When I got to Spain and I took over, like, one of my, a, a leadership role in a restaurant that was fully Spanish, and I was in my first, like big meeting with all the directors and the managers and everyone, every single person in the room was a guy except for me. And they were discussing something and then they were like, oh, the, everybody suddenly turns to me and they ask me, okay, Sinag, how about you? What's your opinion? And I think for the first time, I felt that I was being looked at not as a woman, mm. but just as a professional like everybody else. And these were old dudes, yeah. you know? So that... You know, that, that made me feel safe. And I was like, okay, great. I like Madrid. Let me stay here. <laughs> I, like, I, re- I feel that shift so much here. Like, I, 
I mean, I didn't work in the kitchen, but I remember being in the Philippines and being in an office setting and even in the office setting being like, I can't believe you guys talk about this, you know? And I can't believe you can talk about this in front of me and think that that's okay, right? It's like, it's not okay. Like, girls just don't sit around and do this and, you know, talk about guys and... And how, like, physically they are, or although I feel like that is starting, but I don't know if it's parang, eh, they're doing it, eh. Eh, they, let's do it, Ren. You know what I yeah. mean? But yeah. I feel like it's better if no one does it, and we just talk about <laughs> other things that are more meaningful, right? I, mean, and, I think it will always be there. Um, I yeah. think it will always be Especially there. Especially in, like, the teens when you're younger. Yeah. But here, parang, I really, like... With Mikael's friends, even if when they're just all guys, they don't really talk about girls. They're like talking about their sports and like doing this and whatever. And it's the mga Latinos that send yeah. the the stickers in the chat that's like but medyo wait, wait. bastos. So you've never <laughs> had like an all girl conversation, let's say with Spanish women or you know not Filipino women, Trivi- trivializing men. In any conversation. Parang objectifying Obje- men? Uh, yeah, objectifying men. Or Parang talking no. about like, girlfriends. You, you're talking about like, okay, I slept with this guy and this is, you know, giving you like the... the, the well, the I guess that's experience. It. Here, I, I haven't had that experience. But parang yung someone walks in and automatically is like, check out that person. And oh, look at that person's ganito. And look at that person's ganyan. Parang... No, it's like people pretend not to look. If a super hot, like, in the beach and everyone's topless, right? The guys are parang, they're like, oh, trying not to look. At, you know, what, what's yeah. there to be, to be polite? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are, of course, exceptions to the rule, but they're here. That's an exception. And yeah. I'm guessing in other places, the rule would be stare. Like, stare yes. at them. And yeah. I like it better. I think here in Spain, like, I noticed that they are more sensitive in exactly, like you said, the beach. Everybody's topless. Nobody cares. I mean, whatever your shape size is, nobody will stare at you. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, that's great. That's great. It I is. Mean, it is. <laughs> and they're, the, like, yeah. the girls are pretty um, aggressive and they'll really defend themselves to the point that they're super defensive. Na, na parang they'll be like, oh, what are you looking at? Parang ganun, yeah. even if yeah. the guy wasn't naman looking. So I feel like with yeah. such strong women that they're gonna yeah. fight you if you yeah. like if you even think of making them bastos, they're like, yeah. more careful. So, you know, yeah. calling people out, I guess, also helps, right? Like the yeah. culture and combating machismo. Here, they're super yeah. against machismo, right? They they're have like here. all these feminists... Yeah. Yeah, so, which I think uh, us in the Philippines, we need to, you know, kind of get a piece out. Yeah, yeah. I think um, na, instead, of, na, yeah. instead of doing what they na, do, girls, na, let's know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even like Except the small catcalling, oh, there's just so many, you know, stories and experiences that you just accept because that's just the way it is. And yeah. you just walk away instead of like fighting. But I know. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Like instead of like fighting it there, wala, we moved na lang to a place that we're better respected. Yeah. But what what <laughs> would what would Manila look like if we started fighting? Mm. <laughs> what would the Philippines mm. start to look like if the women started fighting? If women back? started standing up for themselves and not taking shit. Yeah. 
And if another guy would defend, for example, like in a situation where some girl gets catcalled and then the girl tries to defend herself and another guy also comes not to her yeah. rescue, but tells off also the other guy, what if we yeah. started doing that? I mean, that's, yeah. that's the dream for us, right? Like, yeah. one of my favorite TED Talks is this guy that talks about that, about how men have to be the ones to tell other men that, that like, the way they speak or their actions are not right. Because yeah. it's, like, it's not the problem of the women, really, that men are like that. It's, like, it's their problem that they're like that, right? So they have to fix it. So anyway, yeah, makes sense. I'll share that with you in case you, you want to yes, watch it. Because I, I watch it every once in a while just to like remember Send that they're good me. men. So I can I watch will, it during I will. my rest day. Yeah, during your rest day. Okay, um, there's a question I ask all of the guests. Okay. And you being like, you know, this strong, independent woman, it's very interesting to know. Do you think that you suck at something or do you struggle with something and how are you actively working to overcome it? Yeah. Oh, I struggle with lots of stuff. Ooh, I struggle with so many things. I str- oh my gosh. That's like a massive <laughs> list. Ang dami. Okay. I, 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 I suck at time management. Really? Actually, Yeah. But you work in the yeah. kitchen. You have I timers know. everywhere. Everything when, is like tak tak tak. Exactly. When when it's in my work environment, okay, I'm I'm like amazing at it. But when it's like my personal life, like forget about it. Just like today, okay, so it's super raining and then months ago my neighbor who owns the, the apartment basically and you know who were renting him it from him. He says, "You guys need to need to get an insurance for your uh caldera for the heat for the water here." Heat. I never did it. And then, now it is raining. And then, like, I don't know, like, it conked out. So, we have no hot water. I don't know how I'm going to take a shower. It's so cold. <laughs> but because I procrastinated. and and tabo. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, I have a tub. I'm going to just, like, heat water and, like, just... I don't know, like, but... Because I was so bad at time management. And then... and. And then he said, did you change the gas company? Like, I told you to, which is more cheaper. Like, he said it in a nice way because this, he's recommended us this gas company that was cheaper and then had a service, etc., etc. Of course, I didn't do it. Of course, I didn't do it. But maybe it's because you have so many things on your plate. And there, I mean, I, mean, yeah, I don't but... know. Yeah, or maybe I mean, that's your husband's. Maybe that's your husband's task. Okay, so I, you know, and then I, I called him a while ago. I was like, yeah, but babe, normally you do these things. And then hmm. he's like, you could also do it yourself. <laughs> I'm in Doha. <laughs> and then I'm hey, like, oops. okay, I don't want to be anti-feminist, but you normally do these things. <laughs> like okay, taking care of the electric bill and the gas company and repairing the stuff. Okay, <laughs> but I'll do it. I'll try to do it tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, just write it on a post-it so that you don't forget that you can do yeah. it. And, and okay. self-control. I'm bad at that. Self-control? <laughs> in what? Like with food or like discipline in in what? I mean like, I, I mean, I can control it like exterior, but then like inside, I'm like, you know? But I guess yeah, that's for but everybody. 
I think it is. Maybe some. I yeah. think some people are just more expressive than other people. Like there are people that don't ever have to say what they're thinking or feeling, and I'm not like that. It's like I will rot from within if I don't express <laughs> what I'm feeling, even if it's like Donna and I was mad and I know that it wasn't logical at all, but I was mad. I have to say like. I just want you to know that I was mad. You know what I mean? So, like, tapos na. Like, next day na. Tapos na, like, but, you're just like, you know, because you know. I gotta get it out of my system. If I don't get it out of my system, it's like, it's it stays there, right? I think yeah. that's a healthy thing. Yeah. But I, I, mean, do, I, I do that sometimes also, na parang, I keep it in, and then the next day, I'm like, I was mad, actually. Or, yeah. I but, I don't know, is this healthy? I don't... Is this healthy? What do you mean? <laughs> like keeping it in? Yeah, and then just or the exploding the day out. next. Yeah, but did you explode? <laughs> Baka naman you no, didn't naman. explode. No, I mean, naman. it gave me more for, perspective. Yeah, <laughs> I use my words. <laughs> I keep quiet when I'm really mad. Like that's the mm. one of the things that's very different between me and Mikel is he, he gets like say something, like do something if you're mad, and I'm just like. Mm, because I guess like my training is don't just don't say anything because then if you do and you regret it later, you know, parang wala, you said it na. And him, it's like, let it out. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just finding that balance and making sure that you do it in a way that doesn't hurt other people as much. Yeah, that's true. That's a good way to put it. Right. Yeah. You're right. So yeah, I don't think that's a sucky thing at all. <laughs> but okay, so we all we all suck at something, at lots of things. I, I feel yeah. the same. That's why I started this podcast to like try and overcome it. But like, I also met your sister while yes. while I was there, and you have her living with you. She's like your baby there now. Oh my You've gosh. already lived in so many places. You have all these experiences. And she's like starting out in a new world, yeah. right? So for my last question, it's like, if there's one lesson that you want to pass on to her from all your experiences, like what would that be? Grit. Hmm. She's, yeah, she needs it. You're going to need it. I mean, you can't... Like, okay, the other day she got... <laughs> She got, I was in Paris, uh, and I was, like, just about to present, like, a menu. Like, just, like 30 minutes. Like, just waiting for everyone to get, I was, like, you know, everything, all my missing thoughts. I was, like, and then, like, she texts me, like, I think I'm sick. Already yesterday, she went out, and I didn't say anything. I was, like, okay, have fun. And then the morning, she texts me, I think I'm sick, I threw up, etc., etc., etc. And then I was, like, Okay, like just rest, like take medicine, and then she's like, Amber is Amber's my dog. Amber's crying, and then I say, you did not walk her. When what time did you walk her last? Three p.m. the day before, because she went out with her friends. She got home super tired, so she did not walk Amber before going to bed. And then the day next, it was already like eleven or twelve. So basically, the dog didn't walk for almost twenty-four hours. Oh no. I was so mad at her. And she's like, but I'm so sick. I'm throwing up. Do you have cup noodles? I'm like, like, hi. You can't. I mean, there's no... I'm sick. There's yeah. no... I mean, life needs to go on. I mean, 
that of, of course, I was so sick. I had to like hold back and be like, okay, you have to understand, it's the first time she's sick and she's alone. And she's like, where is the medicine? I had, I called a friend. I said, please. I, had, I called up and I was like, please just send my sister like food and paracetamol. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So she needs to be, she needs to toughen up. It, no one's gonna do stuff for her. I mean, well, I am, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> You're there, but yeah. I mean, I understand that you also want to give some tough love because that's how you yeah. learned. Right? Yeah. Like, you you were alone. Like, you had to do stuff on your own and figure yep. it out. And yeah. it's always hard in the start, but it's so empowering once you do it. It's like... Yes, it is. It is. Once you accomplish your list... And once you're like, eh, it's okay. Parang, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling like crap and I feel like I'm gonna die, but I'm not gonna die. Like, I'm gonna yeah. be okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, great. That's great. like yeah. the best lesson to learn in life. Oh, yeah. thanks for that, Sinag. And thank you so much for taking thanks time you. out thanks of your me. rest day to talk to me <laughs> and share your wisdom. Your wisdom. I learned so much from you. So thank you so much. And yeah, one one day maybe we should talk about like loving a foreigner. Oh, oh I was just about to I was like thinking that exactly like, you know, being with a foreigner. I mean I mean like all those stuff, but like in a normal way, you know? Like What do you mean? What's the abnormal way? <laughs> no, no, because okay, I, I remember I had this experience like I was in Greenbelt. And then, like, basically, people thought I was a prostitute. Oh, no! <laughs> of course, it didn't help that I don't care about my clothes and I like to, you know. It was, it's Manila. It's hot. So, if I was yeah. wearing something short and skimpy, do not assume I'm a prostitute just because I'm with a white man. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. the best teaser for the next conversation. That, yes. <laughs> we, need to, we need to do this next conversation. That's why I said being with a foreigner in a normal way. <laughs> I love it. Thanks so much again, Sinag. I hope I see you yes. in real life again soon here yes, yes. this time. I, when I have time, I will, I will come to you this time. Okay, great. And yeah, if anyone's listening and wants to get updates, subscribe and we'll let you know when we have our talk about loving a foreigner. Yeah! The, norm the normal way. <laughs> the normal way. <laughs>